Welcome to the Evolved Marriage Podcast. This is episode seven. Today, we're going to talk to you about physical touch in and out of the bedroom. Let's get physical. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Episode (laughs) seven. How are you today, Eric? I am. I'm doing well. I feel calm. I feel centered. Um, Part of me feels motivated, organized. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like entering the zone. Like I haven't been in the zone for a while, but now Mm -hmm. like I can feel it. I'm entering the zone. That's good. Yeah. I think I think it must have to do with the little analogy I told you this morning, the garden analogy. It has to be. <laughs> Maybe. What was it about? Like plowing gardens? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was great. I really appreciate you. Give me a little pep talk. Felt <laughs> good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel like, I don't know, somehow I feel like we're Friday today. I even like went out to put the garbage tonight and I was like, are we Friday? So it's kind of like I've got that feeling of like it's the end of the week. Which means I think I'm feeling like very accomplished. So um, yeah, that feels good. I'm feeling accomplished. I feel like I've got a lot done. I feel like I have a clear direction as where I'm going this week for the rest of the week. So yeah, I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited for Friday. <laughs> I love it. Which which is now. This is, no. It's now, but it's not now. No, it's definitely not now. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, this feeling stays with you yeah. until actual <laughs> Friday. That'll be fun. I'm sure. All right, guys. So today we're talking about. Uh, the physical intimacy branch of our marriage aspect of our philosophy. Our relationship it's philosophy. That's like a mouthful. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's really all about uh, physical intimacy to us. That's everything from, you know, physical affection, holding hands, hand on the shoulder, all that stuff in a relationship, all the way to sexual intercourse and, you know, beyond and also whatever in between. So this idea of any sort of physical touch, with which can come from really caretaking, mm-hmm. but all the way to sexual intimacy. Yeah, and with me being such a visual learner, I have uh, created a diagram. You can go see it on our website, and it kind of really puts it very clear, uh, makes our relationship philosophy much clearer on paper. <laughs> so you can definitely see it there, and there's a link to all the podcasts for each one of the different branches. So I'll be honest, this is a big one for me. <laughs> I'm not, uh, this isn't like my forte. This is not something I feel super comfortable talking about just because this has been kind of something new for me in my life. Just, you know, putting all of this attention on physical intimacy. And I think that for the longest time, for me personally, and I think a lot of people make this mistake too, is when you think physical intimacy, it automatically goes to sex right? Yeah. Like you start to think, oh my gosh, like if, if Eric tells me, um, oh, I'm not feeling like very close to you right away. My mind goes like, oh, he's not feeling like he's getting enough sex. He and wants sex. Yeah. yeah he exactly. wants sex. Yeah. And that's not at all what you're saying most of the time, sometimes, but not, <laughs> not all the time. And so I think that when it comes to physical intimacy, to me, it's 
kind of an uncomfortable subject. It's not something that I'm used to talking about. I mean, typically in a relationship, there's a high desire and a low desire partner. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, if you're the low desire partner, there's this feeling almost of like being the gatekeeper. Like yeah. It's really up to you how often, you know, that that sexuality happens. Therefore, you're really aware of when physical intimacy, even any sort of physical touch is happening because you're mm -hmm. like, oh, is this a sign that they expect something? Mm -hmm. So um, it was really important in our relationship to make that definition clear that like, hey, when I'm like touching you, being physical with you, I don't have an expectation that eventually it'll end up in the bedroom. Um, because I think a lot of times there's a lot of pressure in marriage mm -hmm. and therefore it creates a relationship that's really hands off, right? Because yeah. you want to avoid giving any sort of wrong signals or signals being in, interpreted in the wrong way. Yeah. And like physical touch is so important in any relationship, whether it's a relationship with your spouse or your kids or your dog, like physical touch is something that we as humans need. So when your relationship becomes hands off, when your relationship becomes like, don't touch me or don't touch her because she's going to be uncomfortable, it can become really lonely and it can become really isolating. And then you can kind of feel a disconnect between the two of you. So it has definitely been a huge success for us to start making that clear distinction between physical touch and sexual touch and knowing the clear difference between that. And I think one of the biggest things that worked for us was just starting to touch more and understanding that like, hey, when Eric brushes up against me in the kitchen, it doesn't mean anything. He's not hinting something. It's just his way of showing me love. And I think the more we started touching, the more I started accepting it as just touch. And the more I started enjoying it, the more like we even talked about this before doing the show, how I was like, no, I don't touch you that often. And Eric's like, you literally touch me all the time. Right. right yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that for, for me, physical touch is so important now because now I see it more as like a really comforting thing. And I see it as like this really like really nice way for me to connect with you, for me to feel close to you. Um, whereas before it was like, I'm afraid to touch you because I don't want you to think that this is going to lead to something later. That's right. Time. Yeah, exactly. You didn't want to give me those mixed signals, right? False, false hopes either. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then we could possibly get into an argument and me say, Hey, but like you were all over me today. How come now yeah. we're in the bedroom and nothing's happening? Exactly. And I think oftentimes couples try to avoid, uh, you know, this idea of leading their high desire partner on, right? Typically mm -hmm. the man, but not always. And mm -hmm. it often can change too from season to season, right? Absolutely. There's and I was that I really love that you brought that up because sometimes in your life, you know, like you can be a very high desire partner and all of a sudden you've got this huge deadline at work or you're going through transitions and all of a sudden that desire drops and then the other partner starts being the high desire and then you kind of start running after each other like it almost seems like in a relationship, like would you say that sometimes it just seems like you're never on the same page when it comes to sex? Like could it be possible that a partnership could be on the same page when it comes to sex? Like I desire sex as much as you do. Well, <laughs> or I, think, I desire physical touch as much as you do. Yeah, I think if you're, I'm interpreting correctly, you know, you're saying that 
there's always a high desire and a low desire. So somebody's desire will always be more than the other. It's yeah. never really equal. Right? Mm-hmm. It never really lines up in that perfect world. Yeah. I think you can be on the same page when it comes to physical intimacy, right? Your, your sexuality, et cetera, uh, or, you know, your sexual intimacy, but that somebody will always be the lower desire, right? right? Somebody will always need more revving. But uh, what I realized in our marriage is, you know, the physical touch aspect, right? The caretaking, the physical affection became really important for a number of reasons. Number one, um, oftentimes it's used, you know, you come to me, it happened today, uh, where you come to me and you kind of stop me in my tracks, right? I'm a person who I'm constantly in my head. I'm mm-hmm. going a hundred miles an hour and you can see that, right? Like all my days planned out, everything's going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll stop me and you'll kind of touch me and I'm still moving with my own flow. <laughs> I'm and, just kind of running away with you, with you in my right? arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you almost, you have to kind of stop me and be a little bit firm and say like, no, no, like we're going to actually just going to dance a bit right now. You know what I mean? And, and I'm kind of like, oh, uh, I have like so many things to do. Like it's just, and you're like, no, we're just going to be in this moment right now, Eric, like for one minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it does take, there's definitely some resistance there, but then what will ha- happen is I'll kind of slow down and I'll be like, oh, like actually this matters. Like everything mm-hmm. I do is for this, for you, for our marriage, for our kids. And oftentimes you bringing that physical touch uh, to me into our relationship allows me to get out of my own mind, right? Get out of that story that I'm playing. And sometimes it can really, you know, pattern interrupt a negative story that I might be having, right? How many times am I possibly in my head, you know, questioning whether or not we're connecting right, questioning whether or not things are going well between us and just your affirming touch, right? You hugging me, holding me is like, oh, oh, Eric, you're making that up. Like Mm -hmm. Kate's still here. Kate still loves you. Like, because sometimes, you know, we, that, those limiting beliefs, those, those thoughts in our head, those can really carry us. And I think physical touch is a way to really bring us back down to earth and reaffirm that, yes, we are connected. Mm-hmm, I agree. Absolutely. I think that um, when it comes to physical touch, um, like we mentioned earlier, it's, it's very skewed towards sex. It's always, you always think like, what can I do to either avoid sex or what can I do to have more sex? And I think that um, maybe you being the high, de- high desire partner, what do you think are some actions that you've had to take in our relationship to make it seem like you're not coming off too strong? Yeah, I think I had to really start being clear about what my intentions were um, when I was touching you and being open about that, right? That I actually wanted a lot of physical, t- physical affection between us uh, that wasn't sexual, Um, And I think I really had to uh, be clear with myself as to what I wanted out of physical touch, Mm -hmm. right? I think sometimes I was coming to you for physical affection and I was almost using it as a coping mechanism, right? Because I was maybe feeling invalidated at work or I didn't feel confident in certain aspects of my life. And I was coming to you for physical affection or sexual touch to say, hey, like I need you to kind of affirm me as a man here, I need this in order Mm -hmm. to feel good. And I, I guess I realized not, not to say that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but I certainly didn't want that. I wanted to be able to really validate and affirm myself and be healthy so that I could show up for us physically in those interactions. So, you know, I guess it's kind of a convoluted way of saying, you know, I really had to get clear as to what I was seeking that physical affection for and to make sure it was coming from a healthy place. Mm. Uh, and that I was very clear 
that, hey, there was no, there is no expectations of you here, right? I want to have an intimate lifestyle. I want to be able to freely touch each other, you know, daily throughout the day, you know, have fun, hug, love, kiss each other in front of the kids, out mm-hmm. in public. Um, and in order to do that, I really had to create a space where there was not a lot of pressure on you to have that lead to anything. Right? Yeah. And I know that definitely, definitely helped in our relationship to improve our physical touch just generally every day. And for me as a low desire partner, it was very important for me to check how low desire I was, you know, like, um, at some point as a low desire partner, you kind of have to wake up and you kind of have to realize like my partner has needs, physical needs, whether they're physical or sexual. And you kind of have to put yourself out here, out there and have the courage to go first, have the courage to hug your partner, have the courage to tell your partner, like, I'm going to hug you right now. This doesn't mean anything. I just need a hug. Like, I just need to hug you because I'm loving you right now. And you look so good in that shirt. And I just want to touch you. That's it. So not being afraid to take those risks, not being afraid to do advances towards your partner because you're afraid of where this might lead. And there's this shift that I had to do, especially being, you know, a teacher and a mom and around kids and around everything that I had to shift from, you know, being touched all day by <laughs> kids. That sounds so bad. <laughs> but it's true, right? Yeah, like hands like, on you all the time. Hands on me all the time, hugged. I get so much physical touch through my job and with my kids that it can very easily um, convince me that my touch bank is full. Right. And then I'm, I kind of come home and then I'm like, I don't need touch from Eric. Like, please don't touch me. You know, the last touched out. is the last thing I want right now is to be touched. Just leave me alone. I want to be in my alone bubble. So I think it was very important for me to really come to terms with that and say, Hey, he has needs too. And I need to allow him into that bubble. So for me, it was doing a transition between work and between the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I learned through some coaching was just really getting into the mindset of, okay, I'm about to go from school, from kid stuff to being a teacher, to being an entertainer, to now being a wife and being a lover and being able to receive my husband. So I really want to touch base here on two specific things, which you, you kind of mentioned, but I want to go deeper in. Uh, number one, I think it's really important to have this conversation to try to understand where your partner's coming from, right? Oftentimes what happens in a, in a marriage is the low desire partner is like, well, you're just using me for sex, right? I'm more than that. I'm not just this thing that you can use. And it mm-hmm. actually feels, they feel very disrespected and disconnected, mm-hmm. right? As, as a partner. But oftentimes in those moments, if you try to understand your partner, you're going to realize that, you know, the high desire partner typically feels connected through physical touch, right? right? And so it's not that they're coming at you trying to use you. It's that's the way that they connect the most. And what I often find in marriages is typically the spouse who's low desire has easier time connecting emotionally, right? Through conversation and that stuff. As opposed to the high desire, typically they connect physically and have a harder time connecting emotionally. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes what you'll see in partnerships is, you know, one partner will be like, I want you to connect emotionally. I want you to open up to me. I want you to be honest. Talk I want to know to me. Yeah, <laughs> everything about you. 
And then the other partner is like, well, I just want to be physical with you. Like, why are we always talking? And, and so it's really important to sit down and have these conversations with your partner. You know, like we did, we talk about it often, right? And what is important to you when it comes to that connection aspect? Yeah. And that's definitely those conversations are what helped us create more awareness around our physical intimacy and create that understanding of, oh, you mean you're not chasing after me to, you know, get me in bed later? You just want a hug? Cool. Okay. I'm into this. Like, so it really helped us understand each other better when it came to that. And it took a lot of pressure off of yeah. our physical touch and our just are in in and out of the bedroom. That's right. And if, if you guys feel like you're a little challenged with having these conversations, uh, if you go to evolvemarriage.com slash resources, uh, we actually have questions that are made up for you guys around mental, emotional, and physical intimacy that can make it easier, right? And the questions are fun. So feel free to do it on a date night, have some fun mm-hmm. with it. Um, because once you start getting curious and really try to understand where your partner is coming from, it can really open up new avenues of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I want to mention is really this idea about ownership, right? Owning your own side of the street, owning mm-hmm. your own desire, if you will. Definitely. And really understanding, you know, instead of waiting for your partner to show up a certain way or instead of looking at them and saying they're not doing enough of this and they're not doing enough of that and they're not feeding my needs, really think about what you can bring to the partnership, right? Right. How can you serve and really how can you create the connection you're longing for with your partner? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes what happens is the reason that we're pointing fingers is because we have too much fear of reaching out and being refused, right? Oftentimes we're tired of being refused after we bid for love. Um, So I often say, you know, to people, well, have the courage because it takes a lot of courage to bid Mm. without expectation, right? Knowing that, hey, I might want to try to love you or hug you and you might say, don't touch me. Yeah, they might say yes, they might say no. (laughs) Right, but to continue to have that courage. um, You know, I love the the line by John Gottman, you know, small things done often make huge changes. Mm -hmm. If we continue to have the courage to bid for love, to bid for physical touch consistently, over time it gets easier and over time you're going to create much more connection in your marriage. Definitely. Yeah. I think that it's so important to just say, what am I doing now? What can I do more of to get what it is that I want in this relationship? Not what can they give me? What can they give me? What can they give me? Right. Exactly. Yeah. How are they? Sh- how are they not showing up? How are they not? Why doing are what they, they not doing? doing that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's super easy. It's to start. so easy to blame. It is so easy to blame. But taking ownership is so powerful. And it really makes the other person see this confident side of you hey, I want this. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask for it. And whatever you say, that's okay. Whatever you answer, that's okay. I'm just going to put it out there, put it out there in the universe and hopefully, fingers crossed, something happens. But, you know, I still love you and I understand if the answer is no, but... Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to I'm ask gonna, you. I'm, I'm going to ask you, you every day. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to figure you out. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important. And it really comes back to the last episode that we did, which, you know, these three questions and one of the most important questions that you can affirm with physical touch is, do you want me? Yeah. Right. When your partner is questioning whether or not you still want them, well, physical touch and physical intimacy can really create that space where you are affirming that. Yeah. You're telling them, I do want you. And that's so important for them emotionally. And sometimes there are these barriers. Sometimes 
I mean, things can happen in the past. You can have some kind of trauma that creates, whether it's a big trauma, a little trauma, whatever trauma it is for you, it can create these physical barriers, these emotional barriers that are so strong that it's really almost impossible to knock that wall down and let your partner in. So it doesn't matter how much you talk about it. It doesn't matter what, when you've got some, some, big trauma in your own personal life, whatever that looks like for you, sometimes it it's very important for you to become aware of it and it's very important for you to go get help. Get help from a yeah. professional. I mean, Eric Eric does one-on-one coaching. Uh, he's amazing at it. So if you, <laughs> Thanks, if you uh, need some help to really clear up what's going on inside your your body what is that blockage what's causing this you know sometimes you don't you're not even aware of the trauma and that's where speaking to a professional or speaking to a coach can really help um, clarify what's going on inside so I definitely suggest you go get some help because when there is a blockage it's really really hard to get out of alone yeah 100 percent and just like putting the cherry on that, right? Don't don't only do it for your partner. Mm-hmm. Do it for yourself. Oh yeah, right. Because that's you know, Kate and I have both done individual counseling, and we've also done uh, marriage counseling. And oftentimes, it starts with you and wanting to heal some things for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So then, when you can take care of your own needs, then you can show up for your partner. And it goes back to all the branches before, right? Yeah. When you're all three branches of the self aspect of our relationship philosophy are healthy and when the two other branches of the marriage aspect are healthy you have an amazing marriage yeah you're thriving yeah so really make sure all of those branches are are healthy and strong before you can even move on to that physical one because that's the most vulnerable that's the the most difficult one. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So unless the foundation is there, unless all the other branches are there to support that last one, it's really hard to work on it on its own. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we just want to wrap up here guys with, uh, you know, definitely want to remind you two very, very important things to do. So start to have these conversations around physical intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. What your partner gets out of it, what you get out of it, what, what is threatening to your partner, right? What sets off alarm bells for your partner, um, and feel free to go ahead to our website at evolvemarriage.com in our resource section, and you can download those questions to help you out. Uh, the other thing is we want you guys to really have the courage to go first, right? Mm-hmm. Kate and I are all about leading in our marriages. It really starts with you. So I know sometimes it can be scary. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, right? If you guys need that support, you can check us out on Instagram or go on YouTube and subscribe for, uh, with us. But we really want you guys to have the courage to go first, because that's how you change the game when it comes to marriage. Yes, and please, please share this episode with anybody who you think might need this, anybody who you know is struggling when it comes to their physical intimacy in their marriage. Share this episode, share any other episodes of our podcast, because our mission is really to help keep couples together, keep couples thriving and evolving and having fun and growing together that's really what we want to do. And we need your help to do that. So please share the, these episodes with anybody who you think might need them. Yeah, I love that. We need you guys to co-create this movement. Oh, so. yes, please. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us for this week. We really appreciate you guys listening in. Yes, thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you, talk to you next time. All right, bye. Bye.